Have you ever wondered what a health journey looks like over almost seven years? You know, you've seen the Instagram afters and befores, but do you really understand what it took to get there and how it changes along the way? Well, listen in as I share my almost seven-year journey and the three most important things I've learned along the way. Does your metabolism suck? Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Do you want off the diet roller coaster? Do you wish there was a simple solution to get you healthier, smaller, and have more energy? Hey friends, I'm Jolene, a nutritional therapy practitioner, wife, furry guardian, and non-bendy yogi. Like you, I spent years chasing skinny instead of healthy until I finally learned there's more to getting healthy than eat less and move more. Welcome to Holistic Health Made Simple, where I share all the tips, tricks, and science to set you free from the diet overwhelm and frustration with the ever-changing health rules. We go beyond the calorie and diet dogma to equip you with simple changes to real food, mindset, and lifestyle. If you are ready to learn to tailor your journey to your current health, implement simple solutions, and achieve undeniable results, then this is the podcast for you. Pop in those headphones, take a deep breath, and let's get healthy. Hey, hey there. Today, I am going to share a little insight on my journey and the top three things I think everybody should know as they embark on a health and weight loss journey. First off, a little back history. I have lost over 80 pounds three times in my adult life. The first time was in my 20s. I worked out two to three hours every day. Basically, almost bodybuilding level working out. Um, I went low fat, no fat, because that's what you did in the 90s, because fat was bad. And wouldn't you know it, I started developing autoimmune conditions like rheumatoid arthritis, PCOS, and nobody ever tied it to what I was doing to my body. And slowly but surely, the weight started coming back when I could not keep up with the exercise regimen. Then, fast forward into my late 30s, I did it all over again just by exercising and watching calories. Again, it all came back and then some. Enter my late 40s. Seems to be a decade by decade thing. So this is the last time I plan on ever losing this weight. So on January 2nd, 2017, I embarked on my ketogenic journey. I Googled everything, I had a book, I joined some Facebook groups, and I followed the rules exactly like they said. And they kept saying, fat is a lever, and I knew how to be hungry. So I flexed that lever very low, just like they said, because I wasn't losing weight, so I had to reduce my fat, right? Again, incomes, flare-ups of my autoimmune condition. Uh, weight loss stalls, and I was always hungry. Now, on the ketogenic diet, you're told you should never be hungry. Enter lesson number one. Your journey needs to be unique to you and only you. It needs to be tailored to what is going on with your body, what's going on with your health, your age. What are you dealing with that you need to support to be healthy? You see, I was restricting and had restricted my calories for so long. I was starting to tank my thyroid. My lips would turn blue. I was cold all the time. I had no energy. My hair was falling out. So I wasn't doing myself any favors. I was not doing a diet right 
you know, they always say that the ketogenic diet, if it fails you, it's because you're not doing it right. That's not true. It should be, you're not doing it right for you. Once I dialed everything in, I upped my calories a lot. I started losing weight and I started feeling better and it started controlling all the insulin resistant side effects I was getting. Now I was never a diabetic, but where my weight was and what was going on in my body now looking back, I definitely had insulin resistance. So I got that under control. And then I learned a little bit about this thing called metabolic flexibility. I'll tag that episode below in the show notes so that you can go back and listen to the ins and outs of that. But once I learned about metabolic flexibility, things started clicking. Our bodies are meant to use whatever fuel it has available efficiently and flow from one to the other throughout the same day efficiently. But we're broken, and I was extremely broken. So after a few years of being pretty darn strict on the ketogenic diet, and it was a whole foods ketogenic diet because honestly, I couldn't digest erythritol. There wasn't many sweeteners out there. So all of those baked goods and stuff that you could buy, one, they didn't exist very much in 2017. And two, I didn't do well with them anyways. So I stuck to my vegetables and meat and bacon and fat and stuff like that. But I ate a very whole foods diet, kind of plain and simple. I was not big on all those fancy recipes, no casseroles, none of that. I basically, we would grill meat, we would have salads for lunch with the grilled meat, I would have vegetables when we cooked dinner, I might have done a cheesy Brussels sprouts broiled under the broiler type of thing, but that was the extent of my diet. It was pretty damn simple. Within six months to a year of starting this way of eating, dialing it in, learning more, I wanted to learn more about my body. So I would absorb every health podcast there was. I would read studies. And that led me to going back to school to become a nutritional therapy practitioner. Because every time I've lost weight, people have asked for my help. And I would help them. But then in the meantime, I would sidetrack off myself and my, my health would go down hill and then I didn't feel qualified to help them anymore so I'm like let me go back to school maybe this time it can get it to stick I can help other people and you know I was that person that keto is the way as I was in school which was a very whole foods ancestral approach to eating I started questioning that there was only one diet that was right I started realizing that as we have different health things going on We need to tweak our diet to us. Go back to point one where you had to adjust the ketogenic diet to yourself. Well, you have to adjust any diet to yourself. That is the number one lesson I can take from all of this is that if you are not eating right for your body, you are not doing yourself any favors. You're not reducing inflammation. You are not supporting your hormones and your thyroid and all of that. So one, Figure out how to support what's going on in your body and eat that way. The second lesson I learned on this journey by being such a slow loser and part of that was not eating right at first or eating foods that didn't work well for my body and all of that was don't compare your journey to somebody else's. Your journey is unique to you. I had a lot of damage in my body from years of binge dieting, um, yo-yo dieting, I was a closet binge eater. I literally um, would not eat and then eat a ton 
or I would restrict my calories. I would do all the fad diets like the grapefruit diet, the special K diet. I did Herb Herbalife, all of that. It messed me up and I had a lot going on that needed to be fixed. Also at a point in time that my body and my hormones were starting to change. But we'll get to that. So I had to not compare how slow my journey was to people who were losing weight and getting to goal in six months. It took me two to three years to get to my goal. And my goal isn't necessarily skinny. It was getting healthy, comfortable in my body, and able to do things I enjoyed doing. So we'll get back to that hormone part that I said. So as I healed and what I thought I was going through as menopause reversed, my hormones rebalanced out, my cycles came back like normal, and it wasn't until now, almost seven years later, that I'm back into perimenopause at the stage I was seven years ago. So your body may do changes because it's not healthy sooner than if it was healthy. It may put it off to a later date. So hormonal changes are quite normal as you heal what's going on inside your body and getting healthier. And actually, I'm going to say at the moment, I have very mild perimenopausal symptoms. I do not get hot flashes. I do not have really big mood swings that I'm aware of. My husband may say otherwise, but for the most part, I think I'm pretty even keel. Um, the only big side effect I have at the moment is uh, some killer migraines around the cycle, and that has to do with a big estrogen drop, which is quite normal as you're going through changes, as your hormones are changing. So I just thought I'd throw that in there in case you're two going through something very similar. So lesson three took me a couple of years to really wrap my hands around. Um, you see, like I said, I became a nutritional therapy practitioner. I learned a very big ancestral approach. And then that's when the thing clicked that the ketogenic diet is amazing and therapeutic. And it's probably one of the quicker ways to getting to reverse insulin resistance, to do some healing in your body. And I find it as a very great therapy if you have cognitive disorders or if you're fighting certain cancers, things like that. But does everybody have to do it to reach your goal? Not necessarily. Do I think we should go in and out of it at times so that we can get to this third lesson, metabolic flexibility? Our body wants to be able to use both fat for fuel and glucose for fuel and use it efficiently without the inflammation and the added other Metabolic flexibility should actually be your goal over necessarily skinny or anything else. When you live in ketosis too long, you lose that flexibility. And when you live in the standard American diet or glucose burner too long, you lose that flexibility. There's some happy medium in the middle where you can flex in and out pretty dang easy and you always have an abundance of energy. So pretty much everything I do now at year seven, I'm, I'm in my year seven, it'll be officially year eight on January 2nd. And as of today of this recording, it's only October 11th. Um, but my goal is to support that metabolic flexibility. So I do have very high carb days and I have almost zero carb days. I do what my body tells me it needs at the moment. I listen to how I'm feeling, and I can usually figure out what I need. Um, sometimes 
cravings for carbs come back a little too strong and then I know to back off on them or that I'm eating the wrong kinds. And I stick to a whole foods diet. Seven years in, I follow that 90-10 rule pretty religiously. It's 90% whole real foods and 10%, eh, it's never perfect. And that's part of being human is that you can only control what you personally prepare in your home. And we like nights out. There's no reason why you don't ever have to go out to dinner. And those are the nights that are, it's the 10%. It's not gonna be perfect. Or that you might indulge because it's out. When I first started my journey, I had a rule because I loved bread. And um, wheat and I don't agree. Just by the way, wheat and I do not agree. I get very stuffy. Um, if I have too much, I actually do get sick. So I probably have some a semblance of a wheat allergy or a wheat sensitivity. But my rule was stuff like wheat or even dessert. My husband would order dessert, I'd have a spoonful. So I didn't feel like I was missing out. Um, if there was good bread, like we were at a really nice restaurant and they had like fresh sourdough bread, I would have bread and butter. But that is out. I do this day. Seven years, almost seven years in, I don't eat bread in my own home because that will set me off. I know my triggers. And that's probably going to be a bonus lesson. Learn your triggers. When you know your triggers, you know what to avoid. So I know certain things are triggers. I just don't keep them in my home. We only go out maybe once a week. So it's not something that's going to set me off. And I'm never one anymore to drive anywhere to get my trigger foods. And that took a lot of healing. Don't rush the process. It's healing the inside of your body. It's supporting what's going on. Like bread and me really need a permanent breakup. I can do it for months on end and then every now and then I slip. But learn your body, learn your triggers, learn your mental triggers as well as your physical triggers, as well as what makes you feel ill. Who wants to walk around feeling ill? And it wasn't until I got all the junk out of my system and was eating real whole foods did I understand how horrible I used to feel. You don't understand how bad you feel until it's gone. And you're like, wow, I pretty much felt like crap. I had a stuffy nose all the time, not knowing it was my diet that was causing all of this. So really take this time and this journey and pay attention to what's going on inside your body. You can do this, you can do hard things, but no, this isn't a straight line journey. What I ate and what I did on day one versus whatever day it is now, seven years and 10 and a half months in, is completely different. It's going to change. Your body's gonna heal and adapt because you should not be demonizing any food group. You may not do well with carbohydrates because you're insulin resistant and you're a diabetic and you should stay away from them. Great, that doesn't make them bad. That makes them bad for you. And someday you may be able to add in levels of them, but if you've demonized them, you will be terrified of them. So we don't say anything's bad except Oreo cookies. Those are just a chemical storm beyond control. Maybe Twinkies too. I'm not talking about that kind of food, but like real foods, you wanna avoid anything that affects you, but don't demonize it. 
because there is no such thing as a whole food that's bad or good. It's what works for you or doesn't work for you to reach your goals. Remember, always find the things that work for you and your body to reach the goals. And make sure that you're nourishing your body and not starving it to fit in a pair of jeans or to reach a certain weight on this scale. You can do this. You can do hard things. And I am here to support. If you need one-on-one support or to work through a question, know that I offer an eight-week one-on-one in-depth program. But I also have a 20-minute one-off call as well as a 45-minute one-off call that there's no sales pitching in. You book it. We work through whatever problem you have. So on that note, friends, oh, when I say every problem you have, I mean nutritionally and physically. I don't mean mentally. I am not a mental therapist. Though I can talk to you. You never know. It might be helpful just to talk about it. But friends, on that note, I will talk to you and see you next time. Have a blessed day and a healthy one. Bye. Thanks for listening in. I hope today's episode brought value for you to take into your health journey. If you could leave me a quick review, I would truly appreciate it. Your feedback means the world to me and it helps others discover my show. I would also be so grateful if you could help spread the word by sharing the podcast with someone else who would find it useful. It's through your support that I can continue to grow and bring you more amazing content. Lastly, let's stay connected. You can leave me a message through the SpeedPipe link in the show notes or head on over to holistichealthmadesimple.com and join the newsletter to get your weekly tips. Once again, thank you for being part of my community. Until next time, have a blessed day.